this week's episode of Here's What I'll Get is brought to you in part by WWE's Super Slam! John Cena in a six-on-one cage match shoots a ladders match with a spit-popping makeout section with Triple H, The Big Show, all this Saturday at WWE's Super Slam! Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly international champion of the Worldwide Red Podcast Wrestling Federation. WWPWF. Yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, your host, Tim the Handlebreaker. With me today, as always, it's Tab Burt, or as some people know him. <laughs> What's your wrestling? La Pepe Grande. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but it's pronounced like that. I don't want to think people think I'm yes. Mexican. Yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. This is the world cha- worldwide wrestling podcast championship winning ist podcast in the history <laughs> of the worldwide podcast wrestling championship federation. Uh, boy, am I fucking tired. I bet. Yeah, you had a long day. I did. I worked twenty two hours. Twenty two hours worked straight through. And uh, then I was thinking 28 hours build. Not bad. Yeah. Yesterday. So that was, you know, I I dropped you off and then I was almost home. I was about 15 minutes away from home and my alarm went off because I hadn't reset it to its normal time. Oh, yeah. That was the alarm for when I had gotten up the yes. previous morning. So I was like a full 24 hours awake nice. at the, by the time I got home. What a what a fucking day. Yeah. Yeah, too too big of shows, man. Yes, this WWE came to town. It was a real big show. It was you know a big I mean? show. Yeah, uh, WWE came to town and provided labor for it, and it's just it's just a fucking monster of a thing. It's and it's it's too big. Like, undi- they, like it's it, it. I was in awe. Yeah, of how big a production it was. Yeah, and considering that we were like thirty five hands short or something on the loadout. Still managed to hit their like normal window of time, and we it would have been faster. I don't think so because they're not fucking good at utilizing well, labor. That's I was gonna say it would have been faster. Like we were not the we were not the dragging. Yeah, they were the dragging. At one point, there is nothing left to do. We're like waiting on a truck to get into the dock so we can push this last bunch of shit into it, and then they can leave. And. There's a bunch of shit just sitting on the arena floor. Everybody's standing around doing nothing. And my assistant walks out there and goes, hey, uh, why don't we start pushing this stuff towards the dock? That way, when the truck actually gets pulled in, we can just load it real quick. And people start like grabbing stuff and pushing towards the dock. And one of the the like show staff guys comes out. Oh, hey, don't fucking touch it. What are you doing? Don't fucking touch any of that. Fucking leave it where it is. Like, all right. Well, uh, just go ahead and stand there with your dicks in your hands. My, sorry to try and... Expedite this yeah. in any way. Yeah. You've already paid for the labor, buddy. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of that show. If for multiple reasons, because I <laughs> like one don't understand wrestling. Yeah, it's super, super. You never had gay. a phase. Yeah, never had, never had that phase. I, I did. I don't know why. When I was ten. Yeah. Who was, was your favorite wrestler? When I was ten, who do you think? The Rock? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's favorite wrestler at that time. Um, 
Yeah, the the number of wrestlers that I know, it's like The Rock. You know the guys from the 90s. Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know, uh, who's the Snap Into a Slim Jim guy? I know Snap Into a Slim Jim guy. <laughs> I know his, his partner, Mustache Man, who fucks in hot tubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know... Uh, that's about it. I know that John Cena is a, a John wrestler. Cena, yeah. yeah. Um, Big Show, Triple H. I've heard those names, yeah. but I could not. If you put them in, like, sure. this is Big Show and Triple H, I'd be like, uh, uh, you, you could guess based on their names. Mr. Show. <laughs> you could guess based on their names and heights. Is and one weights. of them bigger? Well, oh, that's yeah. the thing is that all, they're all called these. The whole thing is constructed to make you think that these people aren't manless. John Cena is like five foot two. Yeah. Yeah. Big Show is actually a, a very big, big man. Uh, so we're talking my height. Uh, he's he's like six five, three hundred pounds. Okay, so he's like uh, <laughs> six feet even and two twenty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is a big one. I I know that name. Is he bald? Yes. But so is Goldberg. So is Goldberg. But yeah. Goldberg, I couldn't tell you the difference between those. Goldberg's two. a hometown hero. Oh, that's right. He is from here. Yeah. 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 Uh, he got fucked with by Roy Mercer in one of the funniest phone yes. scams ever. <laughs> so that was the, I, the ad. This this episode was a reference to the John Cena prank call, which is also a Tulsa original. Yes, and one of the funniest. It's like one of the only things I know about wrestling. It's one of the <laughs> funny. Go just go Google it. John Cena prank call, and you will laugh your ass off. Oh yeah, I was playing it for people yesterday in the office. Like, hey, check. This is what I know about wrestling. Listen to this shit. Uh. This mother, her son, like I think one of them broke his arm. They like or rented, something. Yeah, they rented a pay per view thing, and then the kids were were reenacting, it and one of them like broke his his wrist or something in the backyard, and she got real upset and was like, "We're not, this family's not having wrestling anymore." <laughs> so her husband called up Z one hundred four five here and was like, "Hey, you know, it'd be funny. You should call my wife and tell her to, <laughs> to buy the new WWE Super Slam." And so they started doing that, and she freaks out. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. It's a, it's, it is a, if nothing else, it is a tribute to like, how do, how do pace a prank? Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, here's a funny story. So, you know, I worked for that company for several years. Yeah. Now I work for a different company that like that, the company I used to work for as a client. Yes. So now I work for them again. Uh, making more money uh-huh. and not dealing with any of their bullshit. Yeah. So one of my one of the things about my job is my my position in all the contracts says that the this person is allowed access to any and all areas that uh, our employees are working at any time. Okay. No, you no, if I walk into a building and you have people that work for me there, you have to let me in. You, okay. Yeah, you have to have access to the employees. Yeah, that way I can just make sure that... Like, you can't go into John Cena's dressing room. No, no, but I can go into... you know I, I can be adjacent to it just to make sure the working conditions are okay. Yeah. So I was in the gear up for WWE. I needed to get some equipment from this one venue, take it to another venue. So I swung by and I picked up some of these hard hats and backpack and a couple other things that I needed and loaded him in my car, dropped off some stuff that I meant to leave there. And then I, I needed to talk to one of my stagehands that was working about something that I had that they had not followed through on that I needed to get taken care of. Sure. So I go down to the venue that they're working in, 
going to the booth and I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? Everything going okay here? You know, running, I think everything's running smoothly. Great. I need you to do these things for me. How's this guy doing? He's relieving you. He's doing well. Okay. Um, you know, I look at, look through the window, like, wow, this all looks really, really great. You've done a great job. I wish you could stay and do WWE. I understand you're going out of town, you know, just kind of being friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny cause it's a conversation I've had a hundred times before, uh, sure. in that booth during runs of shows, no problems back when I was an employee yes. of the building. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, okay, great. I'm gonna get out of your way you have a great show. May I not even th- three minutes, sure. four minutes, yeah. maybe you're well, just dropping stuff off basically. Yeah. You're dropping stuff off. And while you were there, you chatted with your employee. Yeah. So then, uh, not, 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 cause I don't really have a boss anymore, but mm-hmm. a person that is co-equal gets an email about the, it that we need to st- discuss with you the incident that happened with tab this weekend. Ah, <laughs> uh, and so he calls me. He's like, "Hey, was there an incident?" And I said, uh, "The incident." I was like, I was like um, "No." That I mean, makes I, it sound real sinister. It makes it sound real sinister, doesn't it? And I told him. I told him what happened. He goes, "That sounds." perfectly reasonable yeah and said yeah i just needed i just need to make sure that i was doing you know getting the right things built correctly and so he's like oh yeah it sounds like they're just having hurt feelings or something about me being there huh because it, it's very very funny because the ceo of the company is in this show that i walked into the booth on and so he's been backstage and gotcha. i've been not in his not in the backstage on his show but other shows and in the building and Every time we cross paths, he looks down. I look him in the face, and he looks down. It's wow. Hilarious. Wow. Hilarious. There's a man who, whose soul who knows what he did. knows what you know what yeah. you did. Yeah. You tried to fuck me. You tried to fuck me, and you thought that I'd just roll over and die. Yeah. Yeah. But I did not. I am back, and I am back like hemorrhoids, and I will take your ass down. <laughs> so um, I guess they're a little they're a little pissy about us. Cause, so then uh, this guy calls the the building, and it says, you know, hey, okay, what happened? And they ex- the building explains about what happened. Well, you know, he was, he was talking in the booth with uh this employee and uh the stage manager missed a cue like that's weird because at no point did she say hey can you guys be quiet yeah which would have been what i would have done as in the situation as a stage manager um and so then i talked with this person who contacted the building he said yeah it seems like it's just a lot of hurt feelings on their end because they don't like you i said well the feeling's pretty mutual (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was cracking up about that all day, but I'm going to get them back because I'm going to be working there this week. And I got another employee that they fucked in the ass working in, in my old job. So he's going to be working in my position. I'm going to be working in a different old position. My goal is now to get as many people that they don't like on things in that fucking building for everything possible without breaking our referral rules. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I needed a lightboard operator and I was like, um, I, I'm running out of lightboard operators. And I thought, Oh, this guy can definitely run the lightboard in there because he's covered every house position that there is. <laughs> I shoot him a text. Hey, can you be lightboard operator for this? It nothing's changed since the symphony. 
um, you should just be able to load this show file and go if that works for you. And he goes, yeah, did, did uh, other guy drop out on you? He's like, yeah, he just didn't want to do it. He said, yeah, I'll do it. No problem. So it's going to be him in the light booth and me in the sound booth. And we're just going to be fucking clicking <laughs> all up and down the radio. <laughs> Fuck each and every one of you. Uh, That's funny. It is very, very funny. I love, I love petty revenge. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a dish best served, uh, not cold. No, no, uh, piping hot and uh, ready for you to eat. It's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Tim, are you ready to get into some issues? Yes. Here's what I don't get. Uh, oh, actually, hold on one fucking second before I get into that. I started listening to the creep off this week. Yeah. And guess who fucking starts out their segments about their creepos with this sound? No Sons way. of bitches. Yeah. What? They are playing a goddamn boxing bell before their rounds in their fucking show. I guarantee you they stole it from this show. I will sue them. <laughs> I will sue Carl and Vinny. <laughs> I got my lawyers. I'm sending a cease and desist. I'm calling the great Michael Popuck. Thought we were using some royalty free bullshit, didn't you? <coughs> Crafted sound effects, goddammit. Uh, they're not using our boxing bell, but I think they're using the boxing bell that Uncle Buck used to use. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I will end you. <laughs> I will fucking end you. <laughs> you need to play a different sound effect at the starts of your fucking rounds, you sons of bitches, or you're going to be featured as a victim of your own show. <laughs> Two podcasters were murdered this weekend in a violent rage. It'll happen. It will mark my words. It'll happen. It'll be the episode about Oklahoma. Yes. Because they're like good doing for the 50 states <laughs> oh, right okay. now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here's what I don't get. God damn it. Fucking fucked up the whole file. <laughs> here's what I don't get. Uh, no shows. So you agreed. So we, I work in a, a job that's not like a normal job, not like yeah. a, yeah. you know, you're, you're, basic nine to five salary position where you show up at nine, you leave at five, you have a lunch in the middle, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Or even one of those ones where you're a part-timer retail, in retail yeah. or restaurants and your, your boss puts out that little calendar on every week. And it's, you know, Monday tab eight to five, Tim two to eight, whatever the hours are so that everyone gets like enough hours, but not too many. So they started to pay any kind of yep. overtime uh-huh. or benefits. 39 point schedules for 39.5 hours every week, bud. No, you're scheduled for 35 hours every week so that when you go a half hour over, cause they make you work through your lunch break every, every day, you only end up at like 37 yeah. and a half and still not quite where they have to pay you any benefits. Um, no, ours isn't like that. So someone says, Hey, I need 10 guys to work. I got 20 guys and I try and get 10 of them to say yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we show up, we work some days it'll be like, Hey, I'm going to need you to work this deal. We're going to work 22 hours straight through. It's going to be fucking great. And you get a big check and then you don't do anything for two and a half weeks or you do like a a one week sit down. And it's like, I did 70 hours in this one week. So I got like my hours plus all my differentials for the fact that we're working on minimums plus overtime plus like after midnight hours, like, yeah. oh my God, I made so much money. <laughs> if I made this much money every week, I'd be making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then you hit the long, cold winter of of like June through early mid-August when there's just fucking nothing. So it's, it's a, you know, it's gig labor. Yeah. And um, 
But here's the, the great thing about gig labor is you don't get the regularity, but what you do get is the ability to set your own schedule. Mm-hmm. If I want today off and someone says, hey, can you work on today? I say, no. And they say, okay, have a good one. And then I hang up the phone. All done. I got Tuesday off. Great. Now, sometimes if you take Tuesday off, that means you also lose Wednesday because it was like a two for deal. But yeah. but sometimes, you know, you, you get to set your own schedule. So if you have something else kind of going on, like, like, yeah, I'd love to work on Friday, but I have my nine to five job. So can I only work the late portion? Yeah, sure. I can do just the, I can just do the loadout for you or, or, um, I've got my, my day job the next day at 8 a.m. Or we get, what time are we going to get out? We're going to get out at 4 a.m. Okay. Yeah. I definitely can't do that. Sure. No, for, no problem. Yeah. Um, you can, you can get more information to agree to or not agree to something or, you know, look at the, if so, if I say, can you work this day? And then I say, oh, and it's going to be 5 a.m. You're like, ah, oh, that doesn't work for me. I can take you off. But all that involves like you thinking ahead, uh-huh. you listening and or reading in this case, and then, you know, following through. And what happens with no shows is I think they wake up the day that the thing is supposed to happen. They're like, oh, I got to go to work at 7 a.m. I don't want to do that. And then they just go back to bed. And then they're not, they just don't answer the messages when I, so our work starts, you know, I say 8, 8 a.m. That means work starts at 8 a.m. That means you're like standing there. You got your gloves on, there's, your hard hat on. There's a, there's a phrase you use. Yeah. Early's on time. On time is late as late as fired. Yeah. And you got you got your wrench or whatever, and you're standing there ready to go so that when that clock hits eight, bing, all right, go to work. Everybody starts working. Now, if you're walking through the door at eight o'clock, like munching on a donut that you've got a quick trip, you're really not ready for work. Nope. Are you? Uh, which is very, very frustrating. So at 8 a.m., as, as an example, if uh, let's say Tim's not there, which is very unlikely, I'll shoot, pull out my phone and go like, okay, let me look at who's checked in and who's not here. Tim's not here. Shoot Tim a message. Are you on your way? Because most of the time what I assume it is, is like you're trying to find the last little bit of parking. You got caught yep. up checking in at security. You're trying to, you, you end up having to park further away than you thought you would and you're walking. And what my hope is, is you hear your phone buzz, you pull it out and you go, yeah, walking in now and you hit send and then we're all covered or, yeah. or I send that message and you don't reply. And I see you just walk down the hallway. I'm like, all right, get, you know, get to work. You're technically late, but you're not late enough that I can dock you any pay yet. Yes. But you know, you walk, I walk by you and go park, uh, fucking no parking. Yeah, I don't even care what the excuse sure, is. I, 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 know I just know, want people but, go, to go yeah. to work. Um, but but that's yeah, what a reasonable person would do. That is what a reasonable person would do. But there, then there are people that just don't reply. And so by our referral rules, if you don't show up for work one day, you get sent a letter that says you need to come before the disciplinary group and explain why you didn't show up uh-huh. on this day. Yeah. And it better be a damn good one. <laughs> And the thing is, they have like the perfect excuse right now because we made all these made people sign all these 
uh, China virus guidelines. And part of those say that if you if you are you know have a fever, cough, runny nose, sore throat, like that whole list of general symptoms that uh-huh. can, most people consist get of everything, like once a month. Uh-huh. Most people get one of those every now and then. It says don't come into work. Yeah. So when someone texts me and at at seven thirty in the morning, they say, "Yeah, I don't think I make it in. I'm running a hundred four degree fever." I just go, "All right, they're not going to be here," and I don't discipline them in any way because even yeah. though, even though that's a call off or you know, which which yeah. there's another disciplinary process inside a certain window, it's, or, there's nothing they could have done. 24 hours ago exactly to tell you. you know or yeah. even at 8 15 if you if you text me and say like ah oh, yeah I, I you know i tested positive nothing i can do yep i'm like okay you're nothing i can do anyway you're not there sure you know that's the letter we just send the letters basically i think for our own jerking ourselves off uh but then i get people that like, like I got this letter for being a no show. I, you know, I had this problem. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't communicate that though. Yeah. Like th- that is, I said, I've discovered. So I send out a text message the day before. Now I used to send, I send it out. I say, Hey Tim, can you work on Tuesday one in the afternoon to 5 PM at this place? And if I know what we're doing, I'll give you like a general idea of what we're doing. Sometimes it's just a show name. Sometimes it's like, yeah, we're working for this company and we're going to be building some trust or we're going to be building a stage or we're going to be moving some furniture. And I'll put that all in there. And then you go, yes. And so I write Tim's name down on my list, Tim, the handle breaker at 1 p.m. on Tuesday. And then Monday, sometime morning, afternoon, I send to go down that list and I send everyone a message and it says, reminder. We've got working for this company, moving furniture at 1 p.m. tomorrow at this place and time. Please let me know you got this message. And that's when people will say, oh, I actually can't make it. And they're a call off, but I don't. There's no penalty because, yeah. you know, that this is the window for you to say I'm the, not going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And most people just say, like, got it. See you at 1 p.m. And I I have my little list and everyone's name is underlined. And when they as people say yes, I go un-underline their names. And then the people that don't reply at all, their name stays underlined. And nine times out of 10, those people are the ones that don't show up the next day. Ah. It's, it's like a, starting to become a sense that I have developed to, fit, to be able to tell when someone's not coming. And I don't get it because like there's money. Uh-huh. The work is strenuous. It can be. But it's not really difficult. No. I mean, it's like... It's move, you're moving heavyish things, but you're always doing it with someone else if it's if it's too heavy. Uh-huh. A lot of it's just pushing and lining stuff up correctly, yeah. and listening. You know, when someone says, "Hey, we're going that way, or we're going this way, or do it this way," and recognizing patterns. Uh, this purple connector and this purple connector, they you know fit together and their colors match. If you already don't know that, and yeah. then you look at down this line, you see how this one has red and that one has yellow, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. Connect all those. Sometimes you get douchebag roadies who you'll see that like these. This piece comes in with tails and this piece comes in with tails, and, and these are all female uh-huh. and these are all male. <laughs> and you're like, let me plug these all in for you. And I had a I had a roadie yell at one of my stagehands once that. To, to not do things until he was told. Yeah. And so they went back and unplugged this whole set of tails. It was like, like eight uh, different connectors. Uh-huh. And it, it was, it was Edison or it was XLRs. Like sure. it was nothing, nothing that was that would, critical. Yeah. And so, 
you know, he thought that he was just being a step ahead because I maybe they had already done it on the other side, or maybe he just looked at that and was, and was like, I've you know seen ta- two tails come yeah. plugged across. <laughs> And then not five minutes later, the roadie goes, okay, plug those in. Just match the colors. Like, and it, 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 five it, minutes ago. it wasn't like they had to move around because sometimes you don't want to plug something in because like, yeah, oh yeah, we're going to test fit this yep. and then lift it back up and then do something. No, it was just that person's little power trip. So, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you can be proactive. Sometimes you just have to be reactive. You just, but it's not difficult work like it's not digging ditches there was there was one thing we got asked to do which was laying this fucking floor outside at one of the parks for the, for an event ah. a plastic floor that gets held down with these little held together with these little tabs and i'm still fucking dealing with that shit i didn't do anything with that that particular event i inherited a fuckload of problems when i took this job over from yeah. that yeah so i just like at my wits end with that one but that was awful. And I had a bunch of, we had a bunch of people just full on quit from our call list because of that event, because Whoa. we didn't know what it was going to be. They said, yeah, we, what we really like is to bring in your hands and because they can be, they can work without direction and something a little more supervisory. And I was like, when I'm, uh, when I'm after the fact going back and reading these emails, I said, yeah, that sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. And then they have us fucking laying down floor. Anybody can lay down floor. <laughs> you got two hands at the back. You can lay down floor. Like we provide skilled labor. Yeah. Um, and so that was pretty bad, but typically, especially for inside these venues, like it's going to, the worst part is the standing around. It's a lot of standing around Yeah. and you're making 16, 19, 21, $24 an hour. Just like, waiting to be told to plug these two things together or yeah. push this thing towards the dock. And it's a lot of steps and it's sometimes it's a lot of hours, but it's yeah. really not. I think at least every call I've been on, there'll be a point where, you know, we've been sitting around for 30 minutes, you know, which is uh, 10 or 15 is I'd say reasonable waiting time, you know, cause cause, cause yeah. usually the show guys are also waiting on something. another department or something. Yeah. Uh, but once it's been like 30 minutes and it's like, well, now we're just in the part where we we're just waiting around. So I'll be like, man, this kind of sucks. Just waiting around. And, and I think every single call, it's been like someone else, me or someone else will be like, yeah, we're getting paid for it though. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first call I ever took in 2009, wicked Lowdown, first national tour. And I was a pusher. Cause that's where you start at the yep. bottom of the list. And First day, like we got everything into the theater. Second day, it was just like a few piddly things, but, and they were backloading the trucks, but in backloading the trucks, they were basically it would come straight off the stage. The carpenters would push a cart straight off the stage and then the loaders would catch it. So there was no need to have pushers on, mm-hmm. but they just kept us on all day. So I sat at the PAC for, during this load in just sitting on carts and road cases backstage, like talking to these guys who had been doing it very slightly longer than I had. (laughs) And we were sitting there just shooting the shit for like six or seven hours that day. Fucking nothing. It was, it sucked. I bet it was. And I was like, really, this is like the life of glamor that I wanted to get into, (laughs) but that's it. It's just fucking standing around. So I don't understand why, you can't muster up the wherewithal to just fucking walk in, wave to me, and get paid. Yeah. Um. 
I, it just fucking astounds me. And what makes it even worse are the people that harass me about work who then don't show up for things. Jesus. Like I have this one woman who was texting me and uh, the person who, who had my position in interim uh-huh. for a few months would just text us at least once a week. Hey, uh, you know, I'm available for anything you need. And I, you know, I just really need the work just constantly. Like I, I know there's nothing going on. <laughs> we kept having these weekends where there'd be like 11 things going on. And then there would just be two weeks of nothing. Yeah. And then yeah. there'd be a bunch of stuff happening in one weekend. Like, yeah, I, I, I believe me. I just assume you're available. I'm not calling you because I have nothing to call you about. I can't just create work out of nothing. I'm not a magician. And if you're on the list, it's because you're available in some form. Yeah. Whether that be you work a nine to five and you only do outs. Yep. At night or you work night shifts and you you can do it. You you can do, you can do early shifts. Yeah. Right after you're you're done with your night shift, or you got a weird like twenty four on forty eight yeah. off, or you have a uh, yeah I work Monday I work a four day week you know four tens and then I have Friday Saturday Sunday off and yeah so I can do things on a, a Friday show or a sun Saturday show or a Sunday morning load in I can do all those kinds of things like ah cool we can make that work but yeah it's so I had this one guy who. I, he moved away and I, he moved away for like four months or something, some very short period of time. Yeah. He moved away. He's like, yeah, can you go ahead and take me off the list? And I was sure. So I just deleted his number from my phone and I sent an email that said person, you know, I, one of uh, hundreds of emails that said when people say, uh, take me off the list and say, said, yeah, guy wants to be taken off the list. And then that was the end of what I did. So yeah. then he moved back, moves back to town. He starts calling me again from a different number, asked to be put back on the list. So at the, I haven't even gotten a new list. I'm still working off the one that still has his name on there. Yeah. So I just put his name back in my phone and put him back on the list. And then he goes, yeah, I can work, work things. And then he'll cancel last minute or hit. So he's not, he's been back in town for another three months or f- four months at this point. Hasn't worked a single show. And then no shows yesterday on this big call. Yeah. And I text him, are you on your way? And about two and a half hours later, he texts me and says, yeah, I got this letter in the mail that says that I no-showed for something because he had. Uh-huh. And uh, it said that I was I couldn't take any calls until I appeared before the the disciplinary board. And so I, that's why I didn't come in. And I said, you got a piece of mail yet between 1.40 p.m. yesterday and 8 a.m. today. Yesterday, the, the yesterday in this case being... Uh, Sunday, yeah, and the eight AM today being Monday. Martin Luther King Day, <laughs> yeah. So no mail on either one of those days, and you said so. This this must have been sitting on your kitchen table or something for a week or two, yeah. And you just didn't decide to open it until seven thirty AM. He didn't on decide Monday to open it until after he uh, accepted the call. After he accepted and confirmed the reminder on the call, because that's what that one forty p.m. one forty p.m. he said, "Yes, I'll be there." Oh, that was a reminder. Yes. <laughs> so he accepted the call, he confirmed the call, and then two hours after he has not shown up for the call, he says, oh, "I found I got this letter." Yeah. It seemed pretty official, so I thought that that was the end of it. And I'm thinking, 
what it sounds like to me is you either didn't set alarm, you slept through an alarm, or you the alarm went off and you decided you didn't want to come into work today. And now at 10 a.m. you're awake and you're trying to come up with a reason why you didn't come in and you know that there's a letter sitting that's been sitting on your like kitchen table or wherever you put your mail for the last two weeks. Because the letters went out. Uh, Most people got their letters on the first Monday of the second Monday of this month. I know because I started getting phone calls from people going like, what the fuck is this letter? Yeah. Uh, so those, those letters all showed up. So this guy has been sitting on this letter then decides not to come in and, oh, it's in a pretty official. So, you know, I thought that that was what the thing was like, well, guess what, buddy, you're going to get a little mate for that letter. That's a new letter that says you didn't fucking show up for this call today. You moron. Like just, I'd rather just hear the truth. Yeah. I just didn't want to come in today. I didn't want to come in. All right. Uh, people can't fucking lie. People. That's it. It's crazy. I know. Like fucking lie, especially with the virus. I'm not feeling great. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so simple. I I, I have a fever. Okay, don't come in. All, all done. It's ninety eight point nine, but that's a fever. <laughs> yeah, I, I just coughed. It's 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 mind boggling. Yeah. Like people what okay, so what hours do you do you want to work? You 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 only want the eleven AM load ins. I'll be sure to only put you on eleven AM load ins, i.e. none of them. <laughs> you get like one a year. Um can't do anything too late. And that's the other thing is so I had one guy who no showed yesterday, and then he showed up for loadout. Okay. He didn't show up. And when I texted him, he said, like, yeah, I slept through my alarm or forgot to set an alarm or something. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I just I just deleted his name from the loadout because... You figured he wasn't going to come out of that either. Yeah. And he walks in the door and it's like, oh, well, let me write his name down and put him to work. He's still getting a letter for the no-show sure. in the morning, but... he knows what He knows what happened. That is the... That's the way to handle that. I've had that. I had a guy call me once. He called me like an hour after the start of the call. And he said, yeah, I, I'm I'm still pretty drunk from last night. Um, is it all right if I come in? Like, no. <laughs> no, it's not okay. So, okay, yeah, sorry. I'll try and sober up and uh, I'll, I'll be there tonight for loadout. No, the correct, no, man. The correct answer is, hell yeah, bring me a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll I fucking drink and move heavy machinery around. Hung up the phone, crossed his name off the loadout list, found someone to fill the slot, and guess you never showed up. Because that wasn't the first time he had no showed on me. Yeah. Uh, I have one, there's one guy who's in my phone now as first name, no show, last name. Nice. Because he texts me about once a month, once a week. Uh, yeah. If we have any work coming up, I'm on the list. Like of the two of us, I know who's on the list. Yeah. And let me tell you, buddy, you're not on it anymore because every time I fucking try and put you on a call, you have some excuse the day before as to why you can't be there, which then I have to go find someone to fill your spot. Yeah. So it's way easier for me to just not do it. And then I put him on a call. I'm like, yeah, I'll put you on as a standby, which still means you have to fucking show up. And he no showed on that one too. It's like, you are absolutely worth it. I wonder if these people like, 
they got on the list and their first show was just the most lucrative nothing they ever did. Yeah. Right? Like it it fit it perfectly fit their schedule. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do much work, if any, on the call. And it was all overnight. So it paid paid twice as much. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been. And so then they get they did work the next one and it's and they like, think that's oh, what it is. Normal. Yeah. They think that's what it is. And they're like, Hey, uh, I'm on that list, wink wink. You look can I get some of that work? Can yeah. I get some of that nice overnight not do anything double work? Yeah. Ah, oh, just it's so irritating. It takes such so little to to be a good employee yeah. in our books. Like show up on time and don't start fights with anyone. <laughs> yeah. And and you're good. Like it's it's fucking mind blowing that yeah. the the people that just go I had one one guy I'm just I'm totally done with these people. Like you just don't show up. Just just don't agree to come. I I, I would rather have nobody and be short than have you like I had some people show up last night, like an hour and forty five minutes late. Holy hey, can shit. we still go to work? No. Fucking loadout's almost done. They showed up at, ele- at almost midnight? Yeah. And they're texting me, how do we get into the building? Like, Because, of course, everything had locked up at that point, and everybody had gone away. Holy shit. I had one person who said, yeah, I'm going to be late. I am Because they were coming from Bartlesville. They got off work in Bartlesville at 9, just before 9.30, or not, between 9.30 and 10. Uh-huh. And our call back time was 10. And she's like, can I come at 11? And we were so short, I said, uh, yeah, go ahead and come at 11. And she got there at like 10.35. Awesome. And immediately went to work. Yep. Like, perfect. And these people say, yeah, our ETA is now closer to 11. And I thought, okay, I'll let them slide on the 11. And then 11 comes and goes. They're still not there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm done with this. And I would go to working. And then all of a sudden, I, my phone's buzzing. And I pull my phone out and look at look at it. And it's like, yeah, we're here trying to get in. It's like 11, 11.20, 11.25. And then... About 15, 10 or 15 minutes later, I get a phone call from my assistant. Hey, I've got two people standing here outside your office saying they're, they're, they're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to be here tonight. <laughs> and he's also confused because he checked everyone in. Yeah. I put him on check-in at the, at the door and I started just doing other stuff. And he's, so he's like, why are these people here at 1130? I, I don't fucking know, man. I, does that count as a show or a no show? I don't know. I had one person, one person show up um, that was just absolutely worthless. Well, you know, we get those people every now and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Like the people you said, the lucrative one. We also get the ones who they they take their first call and, and it's, it's awful. It's hell. Yeah, and I've had people come in. They, it was my first. It was my first Broadway show. Yeah, they, <laughs> they work a night. The night finishes, and they've I've had them come up to me and go. I don't want this, to this isn't for me. Yeah. And I just put a note on their little thing because they're going to get paid. You know, yeah. we submit all, we had to do all the payroll paperwork. They've worked, you know, four yeah. or five, six hours, whatever. They'll get that check. And I just put a note on their thing to just don't put them on the call list. Yeah. And they get, you know, uh, the hundred bucks or whatever they, they earned. And we got not, you know, nothing out of it, sure. but that person now knows that that person now knows what it takes to be a stagehand and they know that they don't want to do it. <laughs> I, and I can respect that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it's not for, it sucks. It's not yeah. for everybody. It is long hours. It's hard hours. 
Uh, you know, you you don't go out with people. You don't have a social life. Yeah. Like it's it takes a very very specific type of person to want to do it. But there are people that do do it, and then there are there are people that want to do it. And the people that want to do it, even on our call list, the people that want to do it, it's a very very small number. Yeah, I mean, and. The, so when I find those people that want to do it, I'm like, yeah, let's make you as get you as much work as I fucking possibly can. It's just irritating as shit to to deal with these folks. Like, and then to have them. So I got the the guy that no showed last night, the hour forty five minute late guy. Uh-huh. He starts harassing me this week today about when he's going to get paid for an event that happened last week. Now the event that paid that happened last week hasn't paid yet because four of their shows were canceled. So normally show happens, they make a bunch of money, we charge them a bunch uh-huh. of money, and they're like, "Ah, there you go, here's your little <laughs> money, you fucking pricks." Yeah. And there's and there's no problem. Like shit goes super fast. Yep. You cancel four shows, and there's a there's a lot there's a of, lot of logistics in live entertainment. There's a lot of different people, like money people involved. There's the house who they want their money out of the cut yep. and they have contracts that say certain things. You have the show, which is the entity actually performing the show yes. and they have certain contractual obligations and agreements with the way money works. You have the presenter who is the one who fronts all the money. They say yeah. like, yeah, we're going to pay all your travel again, like a tour group. And then we're going to split expenses, you know, us and this and this show are going to split expenses. And then we also split, the profits yes. after what we paid to the house. And then you have me in, in labor that I'm getting people. So you have all these people that want to, you know, try and maximize the amount of money they can get out of it. And to do that is to cut costs and a huge cost is labor. Yeah. So they're currently dickering because you guys can't, you, the show canceled the shows. Presenter wanted to have the shows. House wanted to have the shows. So we don't feel that we should be paying for all of these. The, you know, we lost a bunch of money and yep. there's some of this that we don't feel we should be paying for. So they're dickering and they're trying to get that, that money down. And in the dickering process, the bills aren't, are, cause yeah. they're trying to figure out who owes what yes. to, to, and when, and they keep trying to get, they keep trying to dicker me by calling me and going like, hey, um, so I'm looking at this invoice and it shows this, this, and this. Is there any way we could check? No. Pay it. That's what it costs for us to be there. Yep. Write a check. That's it. We're, we're done. That's there's no there's no dickering here. You want to dicker? You dicker in contract negotiations. My contract says we're getting paid. Fucking pay the bill. I don't give a shit. I'm very hard-lined on when you owe it, when you when you create conditions yeah. where you owe us money. It's shocking that you owe me money. I don't like... Because the thing is, what I, I'm not arguing with like my, my profits no. on these. No. I'm literally arguing about money that they owe Tim. They're like, yes. yeah. So I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at this thing here. Tim... Um, we don't think he should be getting $16 now. <laughs> We're thinking more like 12 because he's kind of worthless. And I'm like, uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but um, here's the deal. Contract says, says you pay yeah. Tim 16, so pay him 16. You know, it's it's that I'm I'm 
guarding everyone's paychecks. So this guy who now shows is, is asking me when this is going to get paid. And it's like, I'm just tired of explaining the, how the whole process works to every fucking person. It hasn't paid yet. When it pays, you'll get paid about a week after it, after it comes through. If they pay it this week, you'll get it next week. If they pay it next week, you'll get it the week after If they pay it July 15th. You'll likely see it by July 25th. Like there's nothing on my end that I can do. That is not just, they're, I'm going to go, I'm going to call them and go, Hey, you still haven't paid this invoice. And they're going to go, yeah, we, I know. I'm, I've been calling you to, to, I've been calling you to try and get it lower. You're yeah. not making it any lower. So now I'm trying to get, you know, these people to pay for yeah. their fair share or whatever this is owed. And I'll go, okay, well, I just figured I'd be an annoying asshole <laughs> so, so that when someone calls me with a stupid question, I can go, I can go. It's been a week. Yeah. That's uh, man. The week is the, literally the shortest turnaround possible. Yes. I mean, there's been a few times where I've had a Saturday or a Sunday show that will get paid the following Friday. Which is still essentially a week. And which is essentially a week. That's the shortest turnaround that I can possibly muster. Yeah. I could maybe I could maybe have gotten last night's event paid if and only if everyone had shown up for loadout. Yeah. And but but they didn't. So now I so have now to you have to correct all, yeah. all that shit. Uh-huh. And uh, and I have until like 11 o'clock on Tuesdays to get payment in to on, to get people paid the same week. Yeah. Like I did not get there by 11 o'clock <laughs> and they are very, very lazy. Like they could do it on and, and they just, they just suck. Our payroll company sucks. So they'll process it this week. It'll all be like lined up to go and then it will get it next week. And you know, that's two, that's two weeks. That's two weeks on a show that. I walked out of the building with a check for $70,000 in my pocket. Yeah. Like this is, this is not a show where I walk out with a check in my pocket. This is a show where they do their accounting and then we get a wire transfer into our accounts for the amount of the invoice. Yeah. And if that amount comes out weird, I got to call them and go, Hey, why is this fucking amount weird? Yeah. And then, then it's usually something along the lines of, well, we decided to, uh, cost split with other entities. So now you're going to get a check from them like tomorrow, or they're going to wire transfer you the rest. Like you are really causing a massive pain in my ass. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Anyway, no shows. Just show up when you say you're going to be somewhere, just be there. Yeah. And if you don't want to be there, say that say that that is also an option no is a beautiful word yeah you can use it for lots of things i use it a lot mostly when from people go hey can we work a sixth hour and have it not be meal penalty no <laughs> okay how many how long can i get into a sixth hour before i'm charged meal penalty zero, zero minutes. minutes no minutes <laughs> <laughs> at 601 p.m everybody's still standing on this dock working starts getting paid twice what their working rate is. You figure that math out in your head is, is the $500 you're about to spend uh, with that clock ticking worth the five minutes you'll save by not pushing this shit into your, into the box truck yourself. Okay. So why don't you just fucking tell everyone to go home? Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Tim, what is your first issue this week? Uh, Here's what I don't get. That 
babysitter look. Uh, I've done. I think I've done enough shows now to uh, to notice this look. Yeah, it's the look that uh, you get when uh, you're like, "Hey, all right." When Tabs goes, "All right, Tim, you're working sound today." Here's your go. There's the sound guy is the one with the glasses over there. Go say yeah. hi to him. So you walk over to the sound guy. The sound guy turns around and he gives you a look like, "Great, here's uh here's some dude I have to babysit." Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a uh, sometimes it's not a look. Sometimes it's, it's a feeling you get. Uh, I've worked. I've worked in a couple of departments now, and. And some guys are super. It's 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 always it's the tour guys, right? Because yeah. they, I mean, the WWE guys do two shows a week, not in the same city. Yes. Uh. So, I mean, if they're touring, then and they do that's a it's a that show doesn't stop. No. Uh. So that is a what's that? One hundred and four. 104 shows a year plus 104 shows a year. And that's the do main like their, the the pay per view stuff. Like the I know they have a thing coming up yep. in New Orleans the next. They do weeks. the the and then they also do their bigger shows, the pay per view stuff yeah. like um, WrestleMania, WrestleMania, yeah. uh, Super Summer Slam, Super Slam, Summer Slam, yeah, um, all that other stuff. So 104 plus, we call it 120, probably 150. Sure, yeah, uh, 120, 150 shows. Uh, and uh, I assume there are tours that have their well, own. Well, that's just the televised ones. They do untelevised ones uh, th- on tour. So I think they do a Wednesday. I think they do Wednesday shows uh-huh. that are non-televised. Yeah, there's a tour. There's a, there's a like a like a stage tour kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all the same gear. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And I and I assume there are tours that have their own hands. Like a f- no, I mean they have their show crew, but sure. But do you know of any tour for anything that has it like takes its own full crew. takes its own full crew? No, I, th- I think everything takes over hire because it it's more expensive to move people from sure. place to place than it is to bring in dummies to push right. and lift. So these guys literally deal with new people two to three times a week. Yeah, to help to to assist them in whatever their department is. So I understand, I mean, just based on numbers, I can understand the range of people you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, and to to treat them all like it's their f- first time there and you hate them because of that yeah. is the worst outcome. I had I had one of those. I think you worked it with me that I, uh, it was over and the guy, there was like a truck driver who was telling me how to yes. do things. And I just turned and walked away because I was not on to do thing. To I, I was not requ- I was not in a position where I was like going to be pushing and lifting, and yeah. I was doing all that just to not Help be out. standing around yeah. looking like a jackass and expedite the loadout a little bit. And I think at one point he said something. He was not the only one. It was like him and two road guys were both yeah. explaining explaining things to me like I was stupid, and I was like, if one more fucking person ex- tries to explain to me a basic task in a theater basic piece of theater equipment like i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna fucking lose it because he doesn't because uh those guys didn't like those aren't the guys that inter, that are interfacing with you about uh all the cruise shit all the cruise shit yeah 
they just they they so they assume that you're you're there as a hand who it's your first day. I think that I think I get it a lot more because I often show up in a button up shirt and like yeah. they're not, I don't wear slacks, but I wear these like they're jeans that look like khakis. Yes. And so you can work in them. They're perfectly comfortable to work in, but they also look nice enough that you can go like talk to someone yeah. in, in an office and look professional. So I can see how they look at me and go, oh, this guy must not know what he got himself into. <laughs> but it's it's actually the exact opposite, the opposite where I know exactly what I'm doing, which is why I have like specifically curtailed my wardrobe to where I can work in yeah. that. No problems. Uh-huh. And and then finish what I'm doing, wash my hands, go into a meeting and and look like a professional. Yeah. Skirting the line. But uh-huh. yeah, uh, that one where the guy like I have not only do I have a degree in this, you f- not not no insult to truck drivers, because this was a truck driver. This is a Cajun truck driver explaining to me how ratchet strap and shit works. <laughs> like not only do I have a degree in this, you motherfucker, I've been doing it for fifteen years professionally getting paid to do it for 15 years before that i was doing it as just like a thing to do helping my dad with lighting helping him with sound equipment helping load the trailers of the van or whatever he had at the time uh working in high school on shit working in middle school on shit like i've been doing this in my entire life believe me i know how a ratchet strap works (laughs) uh yeah i wish like i I don't know i don't I wish there were there could be a 30 seconds of rundown. Like, hi, I'm Tim. Nice to meet you. I've been doing this for a couple of months. Yeah. Oh, so I don't have to explain to you. Like uh, a 30 second resume. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hi, I'm uh, Barbara Ann. This is my first call ever. Yes. Oh, okay. So I, I need to like dumb things down for you. I need to not use weird jargon, weird jargon or slang. Like, like the list you Excuse brought me. In. What is jargon and slang? Mean? <laughs> like the list you brought in the other week. Yeah. Like, like I said, like the actual useful thing for that list is like, here's what we call a fuck nut. Yes. Here's what it actually is and what it does. Here's, here's the proper terminology and what it is. So like when someone's like, Hey, uh, you got to move that cheeseburger. I'm like what? it was was, was someone else was like did he say cheeseburger yeah you're only allowed to call them cheeseburgers after you know that they're not cheeseburgers (laughs) that's the rule uh but like so it's like i is it is the cheeseburger this part is it this part? Tim's just standing there, like <laughs> he's got his finger pointed down at it, and he's kind of like moving it. Cheeseburger, <laughs> waiting, waiting for the you know, like prices right. Yeah. Like, higher, higher. <laughs> it's going. Uh, uh, um, which if the house techs at the PAC get any more worthless, that's what they'll be doing out there. Yeah, no higher. Because they're already just sitting out in the audience playing on their phone fucking assholes yeah. uh but yeah i wish there was some some quick way we could be like hi i'm this person hi i'm this person uh or, or at least like or at least just to have the road guy be like hey my name's seth i'm gonna assume you guys are all first timers yeah or hey my name's seth i'm a real asshole and i think you guys have been doing this for 50 years a piece yeah so you know every fucking th- and, and not only have you been doing not only have you been a hand for 50 years you're like in audio department on wwe yeah Yeah. not only have i think 
you've been doing this for 50 years, uh, you know this specific a house, but like the back of your hand. Yeah. I got one. I got one um, a, a, a few months ago. I was doing a show out outside out in the street and um we're loading the trucks up at the end of the night and the guy's like yeah i want some of those those quarter quarter packs quarter packs half packs uh-huh and and we're like this one do you want this box that i'm standing on or do you want a different box like i want the quarter packs Okay, we don't know what that means. Yeah. And he keeps going, the quarterbacks, the quarterback. Is he saying quarterbacks? What is he saying? <laughs> he kept and and there were a couple of us that yeah. had, you know, uh, me, I've been doing it for 15 years. There's another there were one of the guys on the call with me that night. He's been doing it for like 45 years or something, 50 yeah. years. He's 62. You wouldn't really tell. <laughs> and 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 I'm like, and he's looking at me, go, going, is, "Is he saying quarterbacks?" And I'm going, <laughs> "I think he, I don't know, I don't know what he's saying." And, it, and then he keeps turning to him, and going, like, "Do you what? What box? Do you, what do you? We don't know what that means." Quarterbacks, quarterback. Again, more, more. Stop yeah. saying the same thing. <laughs> you keep saying the same thing, and you're not getting the results. Fucking say something else. Yeah. He wanted the boxes. They're roughly one fourth, fourth the of width the, of the back of the truck. Oh, okay. Because you can pick pack four of them in a row. Sure. He calls them quarter packs. Uh huh. Apparently, that's a terminology that some people use when packing trucks. Yeah. Me, I use this familiar phrase, road case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that one. Yeah, that's another great option. <laughs> there were like eight of us. We're all standing at different boxes, and we're yeah. like, "Do you want?" There's there's one which he called half packs, which everyone else I've ever heard of refers to them as caddies. Yeah, because they're big, big and heavy. Yes, and uh, so we're just standing there, like, just tell us which one of these you want. Yeah. Ah, uh, like the blue one, or the small blue one, because there's a small blue one and a big, a slightly bigger blue one. Yeah, there's there's one group here in town that uses that their quarter packs. They call them brownies because they're they're brown. They're brown boxes. Yeah. See, you figured it out. <laughs> but then, but if you go, uh, if they go like, we want, yeah, all the brownies next, and we're like, someone says, what is that? And they they go because sometimes they're like, I want all of the this type of light, yeah. and they're all labeled in the size. Sure. And they'll go brownies. Like I don't know which one those are. Oh, they're all the brown ones that are small and square. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because then you just walk through a room and go like, there's a brown one. There's a brown yep. one. There's a brown one. There's a brown one. There's a brown one. Boop. All these are in there. Done. Use if you're going to use terminology, you need to use it correctly. Yeah. Back to your issue though of of the thirty second resume. I wish. I wish the movie in time. You remember that movie? Yeah. Did you ever watch I it? I never saw it, but I know that it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty watchable. Interesting concept. Um, they all have that like ticking down yep. timer on their arm. I want that, but where you can change it to be different things. Yes. I think I talked about this after that one Maybe, show where the yeah, guy yeah. was talking down to me constantly. Um, I want that to where I can go like, let me pull up my stagehand one. Bloop, 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 bloop. Say that 10,000 hours, you know, 10,000 hours to be an expert. This is how long I've been doing this. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me bloop this over to just audio. Are we yes. in the audio department? There's just, uh, there's, there's all audio work and there's just my engineering hours. So let's please stop with the condescension. 
And then if the guy pulls his sleeve up and his number's lower and go, oh, <laughs> oh. you know, that's that yeah. would be really, really nice. Because yeah. then, because it's not necessarily perfect. You know, you could do 10,000 hours of being a fuck up. Yeah. But it would give you a better idea if like you walk in and this person's timer is it's 815. Their timer's at 15. It's like, oh, yeah. this person walks in. He's got like. 22 hours on his clock like okay he's new but that's you know he's done a few calls uh-huh. and you have a guy with a few hundred hours you know up into the days or years of his life yeah. have been de- dedicated to it. it's like all right he I'm knows gonna put a years guy in charge yeah i and there's something i i think you said you do this on purpose i don't recall but on last week's show uh my department uh was four people including me mm-hmm. four hands including me uh it was an older guy. Yeah. Has done this a lot. Uh but might need to be reined in or or uh mm, uh huh. He's not the perfect worker. Yeah. He's got some uh oddities. Like he talks too much. Yeah. 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 Uh might have to be reined in, I'll put it that was that's how I was I was gonna say. Might yeah. have to be reined in. And then me, someone who's who's done a who's been doing it for a couple months, uh, but also I have uh, I have working knowledge of uh, like interconnection. Yeah, or but but also like lights and stuff that outside of before I started doing this, right? Yeah. And then two people who it was their first day. Yeah. I think you said you do that on purpose. I do do it on purpose, where I kind of stagger and put experienced people with non-experienced people yeah, and try and mix it. So you don't, cause otherwise you get a crew that will like knock everything out and then they're just standing around all day. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's a clutch almost where it slows all work down by 10%. Yes. But it keeps, it keeps like everybody happy all together. Yeah. And that totally worked. Uh, that was great because, uh, like any like specific terms that I didn't understand, the older guy definitely knew them. Plus he had worked that place well so many more times than I had. Yeah. So he knew where things were. Um that he could point me to go get or, you know, go do. Uh in lieu of having the crew person like babysit. Yes. Uh which is actually like what what ended up happening like she would be like okay i need you guys to do good to go do this thing then this thing then this thing oh that's brave of her well <laughs> she hasn't been running crews very long one of the things i learned running crews, <laughs> one thing at a time it it does make everything take longer but yeah. it, you're m- less likely to have things get done incorrectly so and- i will say she she but she was there like after every step ah you know uh yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't like go do this thing at this place. And then at the opposite side of the venue, do something different. And then you know, it was related things. It was yeah. like, go switch the lamp, go switch the lamps out of these lights, put them on the rail and then, uh, plug them in. Yeah. Right. Uh, but like she was doing other stuff also. Yeah. And so she could do, she could have like 20, 30 minute breaks of not having to babysit us 
which I thought was, it was unique in, and I hadn't experienced that yet. Uh, but it worked. Totally worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the sound guy's the worst of, of thinking that they're, they're all God's gift to stage hands. Yeah. And they're the only one that can do it. Yeah. And then they get, they get shocked when they get like crew that, like a me who's like, okay, what do we need to do with the, I, sometimes we'll build line arrays a lot. And when you build line arrays, you know, they have that big J big curve. curve. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different ways that they're done. But some, some of them you have to lift up on the bottom and, you know, pin it. Yep. And some of them, the older ones, which are some, in some ways more efficient, some ways not the older ones, you lift them up and you set stops on everything. Yeah. And then you attach a, chain hoist at the bottom and top and you crank and you it down crank it and so it creates a J. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've had people explain to me like how to put the the wheel racks onto those line arrays. Like I <laughs> I know okay. how to I know how to do that after doing it once. Exactly. <laughs> I can figure out an older system pretty easily. Yeah. I I, I got it, buddy. Yeah. Uh anyway. That's a good issue, Tim. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This fucking episode is brought to you in part by the Brigada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from our favorite place. Panama. Uh, across the pond. Um, the son of car legend John DeLorean... His name is Ty DeLorean. Um, Ty DeLorean? <laughs> uh, he's been trying to reignite the DeLorean Motor Company uh, the last couple of years. He's been uh, building hybrids of the DeLorean mixed with Reliant Robins, you know, the other like terrible car, terrible car around. Um, but apparently he's uh, what he's doing now is he's basically looking for opportunities to sell like DeLoreans. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause, cause I guess now they're sort of, now they're like a niche product people actually want. Yes. Because of back to the future. Yeah. Um, apparently he's had offers from film studios, automobile organizations, but uh, most recently the people that want to buy some DeLoreans from him are the government of Afghanistan. What? You know, the Taliban. Nice. Uh, well, they know it's the best way to defeat some Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they have personally reached out to him uh, with an offer to uh, produce DeLoreans for Afghanistan. Tyson DeLorean, we would uh, like to purchase your stainless steel vehicles. Yeah. They emailed, this is a quote from him, they emailed me saying they want to invest in and mass produce my cars. They want to use them for government officials, and they said the head of the Taliban signed it off, and now I'm dealing with his deputy and the transport minister. <laughs> uh, uh, this was this was the letter uh, supposedly from said transport minister. Uh, it said, "Quote: The civil aviation of Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan extends its compliments to you and your brilliant motor vehicle at DeLorean Motor Company." Your amazing achievements were brought to my attention in your latest media interviews, which has gone around the world and landed on my desk in a local newspaper. The LTA would like to move forward with investment in your business as we have strong ties with rural markets, and we believe India is already interested in your product as well. 
Uh, the letter then goes on to say that the DeLoreans would be perfect for Afghanistan's roads and that they need new cars for the country. They, it's okay. Are they perfect for Afghanistan's roads because we're where we're going? We don't need roads. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they understand why DeLorean works in Back to the Future and not anywhere else. <laughs> uh, well, you need a car that's not able to uh, be hit by the IE, the roadside IEDs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like a Nigerian Prince scam. <laughs> no. <laughs> It sounds to me like the new Iron Man reboot. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tyson DeLorean, you will build us a, <laughs> the DMC-12. Yeah. <laughs> An Iron Man suit made out of a DeLorean. Uh, DeLorean, yeah. I wonder what that would look like. That would be kind of cool. You pay, us, you pay us pennies to kill a prince. Now I give you the gift of stainless steel soldiers. Uh-huh. Uh, well, our next news story is maybe the best news I've heard in a long time uh, from someone that I never thought I would hear it from. Celine Dion. Tab, what is your take on U2? Uh, they're pretty bland and uninteresting. That's also what I believe. Yes. You know who also thinks they're pretty bland and uninteresting? Bono. Bono. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he recently gave an interview. Uh, for Awards Chatter, which is a podcast, uh, A, he hates the band's name. <laughs> He's embarrassed by most of their songs wow. and thinks that he only recently learned how to sing. Okay. <laughs> every every single thing that like a like a, a person that hates you two would ever tell you, yeah. right? Hey man, what do you think of you two? Uh the fucking name is stupid. All their songs suck and Bono can't sing. Bono also thinks all three of those things. The you know, they have those like pop hits that are that are catchy. Yeah. But there's like there's nothing Yeah, you know, they'll get stuck in your head. Yeah. But there's really nothing going on. No, yeah. and and the only the only parts that get stuck in your head are like the chorus. Yeah, kind of like Modest Mouse in that way. Yes, Modest Mouse is like a, was a late generation U two mm -hmm. where their shit was catchy. It got used in a lot of TV. Yep, and then they just faded into total obscurity. Except U two stayed famous. Uh, he said, "Quote that he still doesn't like the he, he really doesn't like the name U two." Uh. That's why they're debuting their new name, U3. <laughs> he said that he got it from, he said, in our head, it was like the spy plane, the U-boat. It was futuristic sounding. Mm -hmm. As it turned out to imply this kind of acquiescence. No, I don't like that name. I still really don't like that name. However, Paul McGinnis, our first manager, said, look, it's a great name, and it's going to look good on a T-shirt. A, a one letter and a number. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Also, wasn't didn't Paul McGinnis produce their first album, and that and that's why it's any even listenable? <laughs> Probably, because their first album was like the the stuff that they recorded was dog shit. <laughs> and um, whoever their engineer was, I don't think whoever the engineer was on that, he like made them redo takes over mm. and over again until they actually got something listenable. Yeah. and then he went to get through and cobbled together these songs. I bet. And now they have to play him. That's probably also why he hates it. Yeah. He says, uh, I've been in the car when one of our songs has come on on the radio, and I've been the color, as we say in Dublin, Scarlet. I'm just so embarrassed. Uh, the band sounds terrible. Uh, and 
and I hate my Irish macho voice, which comes across as strained. Yes, it does. Uh, uh, most of the most of the other ones make me cringe a little bit, though. Vertigo probably is the one I'm most proud. I'm proudest of the way it connects with the crowd. Uh, I think it's just the crowd likes that you don't know how to speak Spanish. Yes. One, two, three, fourteen. Well, and that it's and it's like it's a uh, poppy dance song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that Bono also hates you too. That's pretty funny. Uh, well, any more news stories? Yeah, uh, we got here one from uh, Italy. Uh, Italia. Yep. Uh, so just like most places, uh, the Italian Senate is still virtual. Um, I wish it was, I wish the Senate's would be virtual. Like it was just a, a thing you played it online and yeah. everybody in them was dead. Uh, well they had a, um, a meeting, uh, yesterday, uh, during which various academic medical and scientific experts convened to present the data, um, to present data to the senators. Uh, but apparently like, uh, we've had a couple of news stories like this before. Um, there was a hacker named 4chan in the video call. God, not again. Uh, I really wish they're going to catch that guy. Yep. Uh, and he, uh, they managed to play a, a porn video featuring, featuring final fantasy characters. <laughs> Wow. Um, render apparently this this uh, this news source really did his uh, due diligence. Apparently, it was rendered in three D, un- Unreal. Oh, wow. Three un- D in Unreal. So it was rendered in Unreal Engine. He figured out which engine specifically rendered it. Um, I love that uh, people. I love that Zoom. Like we had Skype, right? Yeah. Skype was the, th- I mean, other than like FaceTime on iPhone. Yeah. Skype was the thing people used. The thing people Duo used. sucked. Yeah. Duo sucks. Face <coughs> FaceTime only Boy, worked. Losing my voice. Was it between, was FaceTime on the, the computer or was. I think you can FaceTime on. Um, on a MacBook. On a yeah. Ma- yeah. On a MacBook. Yeah. I think it was on Mac, but it wasn't on. So you could only do FaceTime from Apple, Apple products to, to Apple, Apple products. products. So we had is, Skype. Zoom was fucking nothing. Uh, I think Google had their thing that no that was one, Duo or Hangouts, Hangouts became Duo. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Zoom came out of nowhere during the pandemic, and now is the term. Yes, we didn't have a Skype meeting. We had a Zoom meeting. You know, I, it was over Zoom. Uh, but like, people have been able to get into. Hack very important things into very important things. Uh, well, they say is- they say hack, but here's what I'm guessing they mean is that either some some idiot like forwarded himself the link from his uh, dot senate email yeah. to his personal email so that he could check it at home. No, as far as I know, it's it's not hacking. And then he necessarily, himself. it's not necessarily hacking, but there are ways to get into calls just to force yourself into a call that mm. you're not invited into. I see. Um, well, we got one last news story. This is from, uh, our homeland. This is from Tennessee. 
Uh, a jury in Marion County, Tennessee, ordered Cracker Barrel, the company, to pay a man $9.4 million after it found the company at fault for serving him a glass filled with chemicals instead of water. Oh, no. Uh, though the size of the award is capped due to a Tennessee law on civil damages. Um. $9.4 million seems pretty fair for a class of chemicals. Sure. Uh, the jury returned a verdict for uh, compensatory, compensatory damages of $4.3 million in just 30 minutes uh, and awarded punitive damages of $5 million after 10 minutes of additional deliberation. Fucking um, punitive damages, man. Exactly. Uh, which is, you know what Cracker Barrel said about the, uh, the finding? They said they were disappointed with... Uh, yeah, I bet you're fucking. <laughs> you got to pay nine million dollars to this dude. Yeah, don't put. How did you even? How did that even happen? Uh, the guy was having lunch at Cracker Barrel in Marion County in April 2014 when he took a sip of what he believed to be his water, mm-hmm. uh, only to re- immediately realize that it was not ice water, but it was some chemical that caused a burning sensation in his mouth and esophagus. Uh, it was later discovered that the chemical was Ecosan. Uh, which sanitizer? is being used as a cleaner in the kitchen area. It's oh. a corrosive chemical. It, it's uh let's see the lawsuit described it as a corrosive chemical, which caused permanent and serious internal physical injury to the man. Wow. They basically fed him bleach. See, or something like it. Essentially. Well, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he's immune to the coronavirus now though. Yeah. He got that injected into his system. Yeah. But don't you guys look foolish not <laughs> drinking your eco sand? Uh-huh. Follow the science. <laughs> well, this has been And that takes care of our legal obligations, but you know it doesn't take care of Tim. What? Uh going to Afghanistan so we can buy our own cheap DeLoreans and yeah. with a camel. We'll trade camels for <laughs> what's a camel cost? Like forty dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh and if you want to help us with that endeavor, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't care. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have, excuse me, our $5 tier, where we do our monthly bonus episodes, Here's What I Do Get, where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier, where you submit films you vote on what film we watch we sit down watch and record a feature in the commentary then we have finally we have our 50 dollars tier where you the fans uh get a say in the show you can ask for special guests special non-guests ban people from voicemail ban people from the discord chat ask for special episodes ask for special formats which is anything that you can imagine we will get done and uh, we really really do appreciate that but uh let's get back to some issues tim here's what i don't get Dead dreams. You uh-huh. ever have dreams about being dead? No. So you're not Jeffrey Dahmer is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's what I don't get dead dreams. So Joe Biden, Bo Jiden yesterday, uh-huh. the uh, alleged president of the United States, <laughs> uh, you know, fake false flag. Is that even the real Joe Biden or is that a lizard man? That's never, no one, no one even knows. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> Uh, Joe Biden, yeah, yesterday was, uh, of course, Martin Luther King's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous, you know, orator, preacher, uh-huh. civil rights leader in the 60s. Yeah. And uh, 
You know, every year we used to have this fucking terrible multicultural week assembly. Uh-huh. Every fucking year, this we had fucking speech. Keith guy would come out and do <laughs> I Have a Dream. But he didn't have the like deep and resonant voice of Dr. King. No, he was just a his, decent actor. And his, you know, calm and impassioned yet civil way of giving the speech. Yeah. So this actor would like screech it. And uh, it was pretty terrible every time, but everyone told him it was great. Uh-huh. And I I don't know why they did that. <laughs> anyway, he gave this big speech. You might have heard about it. It happened on August 28th, like 1961, 1962. The rally on, or the March on Washington, 61. Uh-huh. Uh, 61 or 62, I don't remember exactly. Anyway, gave this big speech. I have a dream that one day... My children will get together with little white children, little black children, and pray together and be judged not by the color of their skin, uh-huh. but by the content of their character, of their character yeah. right? A true equality. doesn't matter that you like to paint yourself with shoe polish and I don't. Uh-huh. You know, deep down, we're both racists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all the same, yeah. you know, and I, I've always been attached to that. You know, not the color of your skin, the content. The content of your character. Of your character. Yeah. It's what kind of person you are underneath that counts. So Bo Dryden gets on TV yesterday to commemorate the, like, 96th birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., famous civil rights leader, uh, inspiration to thousands of people. You know, he ended segregation. Yeah. He's a, what some people would call a hero. Yeah. And to commemorate this hero, uh, Bo Jiden said that in a lot of ways, George Floyd's death was more important than Dr. Uh-huh. King's. George Floyd, a career criminal, wife, woman beater, and drug addict. More important than Dr. King, a man who was, who the FBI tried without rest to denigrate and destroy. And now the FBI has the audacity to post shit on Martin Luther King's birthday about how great he Uh is. You tried to frame him for cheating on his wife so you could discredit him in the media. You fucking pawns of the Democrat Party. Because that's who was against the desegregation Uh shit. Not the Republicans. Uh... No, it, and, and really, Bo Jiden is 100% correct. He is absolutely correct. George Floyd's death was more important than everything Dr. King ever did or stood for. And I'll tell you why. Because if Dr. King's life had mattered, if his words had mattered, if his dream had mattered, then George Floyd's death would not have. Yeah. But we have collectively put our knee on the neck of Dr. King's dream for nine minutes until he dropped fucking dead. That dream is gone. We do not seek to judge people by the content of their character. No. But by the color Color of their their skin, skin, by the genitals in their pants, by whom they decide to fuck. Kevin Spacey, a huge fucking sexual pervert, Uh comes out and says, I choose to live the rest of my life as a gay man, posts a creepy Christmas video, and then four of his communities commit commit suicide. (laughs) 
Straight white man, straight to jail. George Floyd tried to pass off a fake bill in order to get more money to buy drugs from his drug dealer who was sitting outside. Uh And then when he thought he was getting arrested, he popped a a A whole bunch of (laughs) speedball, which is like fucking heroin and fentanyl and Coke. Yeah. All wrapped into one and went over his hypertensive disorder that he had uh, this underlying condition plus the China virus also in his system. So his death should have been from his death was the only death in 2020 that was with the China virus, not from the China virus causes huge movement. They fucking put a statue of the guy up. Uh, He held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach by any judgment of a content of character he's a huge piece of shit <laughs> anybody would look at that and go that's a huge piece of shit the world is a better place without him like timothy mcveigh to, uh, was anybody standing outside <laughs> the execution chamber yeah. to oh you know he adopted well he didn't adopt uh christianity another uh, great example that actually it now come to think of it stanley tukey williams you remember stanley tukey williams yeah. don't you he uh he was the, one of the founders of the Crips, you know, that big famous yeah. uh, East L.A. gang that has caused untold damage and murders across the United States. Founded it. Got arrested for some murders, like some, and they put him in jail, and he goes to jail. What does he do, Tim? Do you remember all this when we were in high school? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to jail, and while in jail, he finds... He finds God. Jesus. Yeah. So, it's so good to find Jesus. He writes some children's books that become New York Times bestsellers. And this is when I found this at this little factoid out. Do you know what it takes to become a New York Times bestseller, Tim? Not a lot. Like 4,000 books. Yeah. The number is pitifully small. And that was Imagine, when. I, well, think of, think of how many people you know that read. That read. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that was um, when I when I found that factoid out about the Stanley Tucci Williams thing, I was like. Or Tukey Williams, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Stanley Tucci. I want to see Stanley Tucci play Stanley Tukey Williams in a biopic. <laughs> but but play him as the like wimpy Jewish man that he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was the one I found out that factoid, and I was like, oh, the media's been lying to me my entire life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Found so we needed to give him a stay of execution. Let's not let us not remember the fact that he has caused like. He is the match that lit the forest fire of crime underneath this fucking country. If he loves Jesus so much, let's let him go let's see him. Let's let him go see him, yeah. <laughs> it's but he had the right color skin and he had this purported victim thing. Yeah. Even though he was the he's the aggressive one. George Floyd is a, not a was not a good person. By any metric, we'd be happy to see him gone. I mean, he, he's right up there with like child molesters and uh, tax collectors <laughs> as far as people that you just want. Like if you, if we all had to wear a hat, we all had to wear like a special colored baseball cap based on your job. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was a, you know, and you had to wear it a certain way. You know, so like we take certain industries and you have to wear a certain color and then uh-huh. there's different types or whatever. And so let's just say for the sake of this argument, you're walking down the street and there's someone just 
beating the fuck out of a guy and you see on the ground that there's a green hat with like a big wide brim and we know that's the tax collector's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to hop in and help that guy? Fuck no. <laughs> but we're supposed to, you know, be sad that this drug drug addict drug dealer is dead. We just we just abandoned it. I I remember um in probably like 2010 I started to re- I read like everything that Dr. King ever wrote. All of his speeches, I read books and essays and to really cuz there was this argument going around that Dr. King supported uh socialism. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, it's in all those things. And they pull one sentence out and it'd be, uh, be it's from a sermon uh-huh. t- typically. And it was about like abundance and giving back and all these kinds of things. But when you really look at all of his stuff in the lens of his entire life, he didn't believe in that. He believed in like justice for all, but equal justice. Equal, he yeah. believed in equal treatment, not equal outcome, yeah. which is a huge tenet of socialism. And and he believed that like what's in our hearts is more important than what's on the outside. That, and that's where the things like body positivity that have just gotten lost. And I just, you know, it's been, he was killed in the sixties. And so we're by, uh, he was killed by Mark Wayne Shepard. The FBI. Oh. <laughs> no, the guy that killed him has, has kind of a weird story, too. Yeah. I, Mark, no. I don't remember who killed him off the top of my head. He had, I know he had one of those three-name things. Most A lot of serial killers do. Oh, he wasn't a serial killer. He was I just know, a random I know, guy. I know he wasn't a serial killer, but... Uh, serial killer and serial killers and like famous killers. Uh, Lee James Harvey, Earl Ray. James Earl Ray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence that suggests that maybe James Earl Ray was framed. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, who could have done that? Not the FBI. Nope. Um. Yeah. I wish it mattered what you did, what you believed in, what you, the way you purport yourself. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter that if you're the kind of person who pulls over and helps stranded other stranded motorists. All that matters is that you have victim points. Like I, I have the every shade darker than my skin gets. I'm now worth more in victim points, and so I should be treated specially. You know, the segregation was a world where blacks were second class citizens. The goal wasn't to make them be able to sit at the front <laughs> counter and the whites at the back counter. Yeah. The idea is that we're all sitting at the same counter and we're all sitting at the front counter. We're not all sitting in fucking poverty in, in section eight housing. Uh-huh. We're all the rising tide lifts all ships, but we just like the FBI killed him. And then we've just kind of slowly picked in a way, picked away to where he's just, it's just a picture. It's a picture it's, in a parade yeah. and a uh, phrase. I have a dream. And that was the other thing was that I saw all these social media posts this week about that were like companies and stuff posting it. And in my mind, 
the social media post is picture of Dr. King. I have a dream that one day my children will grow up in a place where they are judged not by the color of their skin, by the content of their character. And that's the quote, (laughs) but they were like different quotes about justice and shit really dodging around the whole content of the character. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was interesting based on my, my lens is that people are all the same. And it's probably because I'm autistic and uh-huh. I do. You're basically all just like packets of silly putty, some of which are slightly better quality than others. But I imagine if I just took everyone in the world and smashed them into a big silly putty ball and started picking them all off, we would end up with this complete average silly putty bit yeah. that was like perfectly adequate in all, in every way, but also kind of worthless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like I, I think we should cancel the parades. I, I think we should just cancel Dr. King. He, well, they've been trying to. I mean, the last yeah couple of decades, I mean, they've been trying to pull every single thing out of his, uh, every single negative thing out of his life mm-hmm. to make him look worse and worse and worse and worse. I'm sure Mr. Rogers is next. Like, but yeah, let's, yeah. Just, let's just stop doing the parade for him. Let's just get rid of him. Let's not take the day off school. Um, he was wrong. He failed. Our, our society should just admit it. We don't believe yeah. that you <laughs> should be judged by the content of your character. We believe that certain people are inherently better than others. <laughs> and as such, it is our job as the inherently better people to step back, step down, step away, and artificially create an area where the inferior people can feel like they are important, even though they're not. Because that's the argument that's happening. Yeah. When, you, when you say, we need to make room for black voices, what you're saying is, they can't do it without you. Yeah. Thus, making you the superior and also the savior because uh-huh. you're creating a place for them uh because you're racist i know people think that maybe i'm racist but i'm not i'm the opposite of racist i hate everybody <laughs> i'm a realist yeah yeah sorry well f to your dream man um press f in chat boys yeah i have a dream that one day uh my children will be judged by the color of their skin and receive certain government benefits that are only available to people with that certain color skin. I also have a dream that one day my children will grow up without the presence of their father. Not because I'm dead, just I mean in general speaking about society and the destruction of the uh, family unit, specifically in minority communities to keep people below the poverty line. That's my dream. Let's do it, America. (laughs) Done! Well, Tim, what's your last issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Uh, football small talk. Uh, maybe it's because, uh, you know, uh, stagehand work is inherently a little more physical. Physical with an F. Physical with an F. Uh, and other kinds of work. Like I'm sure my brother, who is uh, going to be a doctor soon, which I will never refuse to call him a doctor, but he's a he's an engineer. He does. Is he going to be one of those doctors that signs the thing about Joe Rogan? Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's he does robots and stuff. He doesn't have to deal with football small talk. Not that he would want to. Uh but you know not until they open the robot football the league. Robot the football league. Oh yeah. yeah, then he'll get super into football. Uh and so would I actually. I would love to see robot football. Like cuz well, they can just beat the fuck out of one another. Yeah. Wasn't like well, it was Fox has that like robot football guy that they during the Super Bowl. Yes. He's 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 got there's a big old mech with a football mm-hmm. spinning it and shit. Uh that would be awesome, man. Like some you get you get you got a big ass robot running towards the end zone mm-hmm. and some guy in the back just goes, Sniper rifle, boom, blows him up. It would be almost like Unreal Tournament. Yeah, throws the ball back to you, you go the other way. Anyways. Yeah, uh I used to like f- watching football. Yeah. Uh did you though? I I think I did. Oh. I think I did. Uh, but you very quickly find out that, uh, unless you like dedicate your life to it, yeah, to watching it or you're retired, uh, it's hard to keep up with. Yes. Because, uh, they play four hour games, but like, there's like eight games on Saturday and eight games on Sunday. And then you got your Monday night and your Thursday night. Yeah. But Saturday is college football. So, but it's the people a, that are into football are also, are they're, they're into football. all the football. Uh, and there was a point where I, there was a point in time where I could keep up with football small talk mm-hmm. because I watched enough of it. Uh, you just do what I do, Tim. How about them dolphins? Ah, <laughs> uh, how do you feel? How do you think I feel? Bewildered, betrayed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a there was that point in time where I could keep up, and I just make it awkward for everyone. Fucking a. Yeah. And, and even now, I can't even like like the the names have like the all the old people are gone, except for Tom Brady. Uh, and I. Because when you think about it, think about like all the guys that like the the superstars of football, right? Yeah, they do two years of college and then go to the NFL because mm-hmm. they're so good. That's like superstars every two years, and I'm like, I couldn't tell you who won the Super Bowl two years ago. It was a football team, I know that much. Yeah. Uh. I. Yeah, I the la- I can tell you the last Super Bowl that I cared about was when the Steelers played Green Bay. Uh-huh. And I want to say that was like 2012. And that was because the Steelers were in it. Yeah. And that can- was about the only football I watched that season. Sure, but could you name a Steelers player? Ben Roethlisberger, punk a bitch. He's still their quarterback. Is he still their quarterback? Yeah, Mike even Tomlinson's after, still even the, after the coach, uh, raping yeah. all those ladies in hotel rooms. Whoa, 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 buddy. Do not talk about <laughs> our man that way. Thank you. But I don't know any of the Allegedly. Backs. Allegedly. I, I knew I knew most of their lineup in the in like the early two thousands. Troy Palomalu, yeah. uh Heinz Ward, who's in Batman. And the who's Batman in Batman, Rises. yeah. yeah. Troy Palomalu's the guy with the crazy hair. Yeah. Uh he and uh they had a couple of big defenders that when they won the Super Bowl that retired because you paid attention yes somewhat to that team yes but like well that uh, was the other thing so in high school 
Um, my family's been in the Steelers forever. Yeah. You know, it's a family thing. So we just, I've, I've had like in, in elementary school, I had like a Steelers binder and I had, you know, just some random Steelers stuff would appear yeah. and I yeah. would keep it. And so in high school, I had one of those Livestrong bands, but it was a Steelers one. And one of the girls in my high school biology class, she was like, he's a Steelers fan. You can't talk to him. I'm like, what are you, what are you what? talking about? Like, who even gives a fuck? Like, I just, my mom gave me these, and I whatever. And uh, she was like, well, you know, the Steelers are playing the Broncos on Sunday, and they're going to lose. And I said, I was like, okay, one thing you should not get involved with me in is a shit-talking match, because uh-huh. <laughs> I don't care about sports, but I love shit-talking. Yes. And I was like, I don't fucking think so. And yeah. Uh, I just ramped my shit talking up to 11 yeah. with no idea of anything that was going on. So yeah, that, su- that Sunday I watched the, it was the AFC championship or NFC championship, whichever one they're in. Yeah. And Steelers blew the fucking Broncos out of the fucking water. It was awesome. And I walk into class on Monday morning, just like in your fucking face, in your fucking face. We come back. And one of our friends was having a, a Super Bowl party, and all these Broncos fans are gonna go now root for the Eagles because they are upset that they're the Broncos lost in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And so again, I'm at this party with all these Broncos fans, and the Steelers won the Super Bowl. It's pretty great. So I, the next year, I was like, "That was fun. I really like shit talking. I will just, I'll. I, I, this is something I could do because I am a kid. Yeah, I'm gonna start watching all the Steelers games." You know, how how hard could it be? They just won the Super Bowl. Surely everything they do they do will be televised. Of course. Wrong. Uh like first game of the season, watched it. Second game of the season, watched it. Third game of the season, not available in your area. Yeah. And then the fourth game of the season, not available in your area. It's like totally broken off into what I'm allowed to watch because if the Steelers are playing some team that is not near our region and the Cowboys are playing some team that's near our region, you know, Cowboys are playing the Kansas City Chiefs or something. Oh, it's that game. That game's uh, on. That game's got to be on in Tulsa. Because we, since we don't have uh, a state team, you have to adopt the Cowboys or the Chiefs or the Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah. Uh, or the Tennessee Titans. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or... You're big, or you have to be big into college football. Yeah, that's what everybody's really into. Well, that's the thing that everyone is super into here. And I, there was a point where, like, I was an OU fan. Yeah. Uh. But then it's like I I couldn't tell you anyone on the OU team because it's college. Because that's the other thing is is, uh, you know, you got quarterbacks changing every two three years. Yeah. I can't keep up with that. Well, see, Tim, when you got great football, you got great football. And that's why. (laughs) But that's things like, right? When I had OU, I had I had someone I had something to shit talk with. Yes. Some OSU fan. Yeah, right. Yeah. Can't do that. I don't have anyone to shit. I don't I can't shit talk. I can pretend to be an OSU fan because I actively root against OU. Yeah. Yeah, I root against OU and TU. And I don't really root for OSU. I just hate both of those sure. football teams more, more than I than yeah. anything. Yeah. So uh, you as an OSU fan, what am I going to shit talk to you about? Um, how I don't stupid know the it. colors are. Orange, what a dumb color. Yeah. There you go. Well, better than 
But it's red and white, Tim, but you fucking losers pretend that it's crimson and cream. Crimson and cream. Faggot. <laughs> no fucking wonder your university's a billion dollars in debt. They're spending a bunch of money on stupid shit that says crimson and cream instead of fucking red and white. <laughs> you know what the fucking premium on, de- on party decorations is if you want some fancy color as opposed to just getting the red ones and the right ones? The- nope, nope. We're going to get the crimson ones and the cream ones. Well, there's a fucking $2 extra surcharge, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> and that has nothing to do with football and everything uh, to do with party <laughs> It's embarrassing. But it's some good shit talking. And it I is. love some good shit talking. I was shit talking my sister last week after the show. I was destroying her. You you did it so much that it were that it's gonna be We'll talk about more about that on the bonus episode this uh, month. Okay, yeah. I I would wish I had should have hit record because I was just flaming her. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get the football small talk either, and I've I've been pretty forward with it every time because uh-huh. people I, my entire life they're like, uh, "Did you see the game Saturday?" And I just go, "Look, I don't watch football. I don't know anything about football. <laughs> I can't even begin to have this conversation yeah. with you now. If you want to talk about how the warp core works in the, in the Enterprise, yep, that's what I'm here for. You Agatha or Mason? What Agatha or Mason? Is is that a Agatha or Mason. <laughs> Choose that, a side. I don't know what that means. Choose a side. I'm Agatha not, or Mason. No. I don't like being told what to do. You're probably an Agatha. You're probably a punk bitch. <laughs> Those are the two uh, houses in chivalry. What the fuck is chivalry? Chivalry is this great game. I'm playing. I've been playing a lot of chivalry too recently. That was that was part it's of the battlefield, fun. but medieval. Yeah, that was part of the fun of Pokemon Go. Was it was like oh yeah, the I'm three Indigo, teams. I'm yeah. red. I'm uh, yellow. Whatever their teams. Whatever were. the teams were. Yeah. yeah, and then you'd just be like, it, it was. It was literally just. It would pop up after you had caught five or ten Pokemon. Uh-huh. Be like, do you want to join a club? You can choose blue one. Red one or yellow one, and then you, and most people chose whichever one was the clo- on the left, uh-huh. and, and then you just be like, "You fucking red team, you bunch of fags, you bunch of fags." <laughs> <laughs> And I it's remember we were we were on Santa Monica Pier in California, and then, like the game is is red hot. They have the and and just the pier is covered in Pokestops, yeah, yeah. and they have the Ferris wheel. It has a LED wall kind of built into it, and it's all lit up to be a Pokeball and show Pokestops yeah. and stuff. And I was and it, like. The game was a cultural icon for all of about a it month. Was, it's yeah. incredible how they took this huge boom and just ran it into the fucking ground. Not even the ground. They like purposefully aimed the plane into a mine shaft to really just bury it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there were there were like guys selling knockoff wow. gear for your different uh, clubs or, or whatever. It's amazing. The it's the it's that you know. It's uh, caveman tribal, yeah. Uh, red versus blue. I mean, that's the only reason why I admit to being an OU student is that I think I'll, I can get something out of it. Yeah, and someone will go like uh, the time we were in that bar in Chicago and we walk in and there's a just fucking big OU on the wall and and you know boomer sooner everywhere and I'm like what the fuck is going on in here? And I go, um, and I go up to the bar. I'm like, Hey, I'm an OU student. Can I have a free beer? And he goes, prove it. Pull up my student ID and sit down. He goes, yeah, here's a free beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> Only time that fucking ID was worth a single yeah. thing. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I don't get those 
conversations, but at the same time, like they're totally safe because even if you have a, you know, even if you're a Cowboys fan, I'm a Steelers fan, we can still be like, yeah, but fuck those Patriots. Right. Uh And there's, you can always like triangulate to the next hated place (laughs) as opposed to if you walked in and it was like, uh, like you walk up to some guys you're like, Hey, how's it going? Like, Hey, uh, I don't think Joe Biden is, is the real president. I think Donald Trump conspired with Russia for things. And then those two people just look at each other like, Oh, and they just start, you know, immediately uh-huh. fighting like Peter Griffin and the chicken. <laughs> oh God. Can't talk about TV anymore. No, because it all sucks nope. and nobody's watching the same nobody's thing. Nobody's watching the same thing. There's yeah. no cultural cornerstone. Yeah, everyone's watching. There's no, there's not the must see Friday night TV nope. shows anymore. It's you know, you like, oh, have you watched Cobra Kai? Nope. Have you? What watched, is that? Did you watch? Don't look down. What is nope. that? Did you watch? You know, Letter Kenny. Nope. What is that? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> no, I heard about it, but I never got around to actually checking it out. Yep. No. Okay. Cool. Did you see that new Sonic movie? Nope. You got any brothers and sisters? <laughs> Uh, it's amazing how quickly we've devolved from like, like, yeah, I think that is, it's like sports is one of the last, because it's the only, only, it's the only thing that is still mass, like mass formation psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> mass aired. Right. Cause you can, you can watch it on TV. Well, but even then it's like the ratings are all dropping. Sure. The ratings are still dropping, but because everyone can now watch whatever they want to at any time. Well, now the way to watch football is to TiVo it. Yes. And then skip through all the bullshit. Because watching a football game is a, is it's a chore. Te- it's tedious. The, you know, first down hike, they run 10 yards. The Commercial. guy goes off in the end zone. So now it's in like an unofficial timeout. Commercial. You come back three minutes later. They do. A, they show a replay of the play uh-huh. that they just did. Go to the they booth. Square, they square up at the line of scrimmage. They do another play off to the end zone. They show the re-show that thing. Go to the play, the booth. Talk about some shit. Show the uh, scores from the other games on the other networks. It's like uh, I remember the girl I dated in high school. Her dad was really into OU football and. He he had gotten early TiVo and he he would sit down and watch the OU games in like eleven minutes because <laughs> he would just like fast forward to the play, yeah. watch the play happen, cool. Then fast forward to the play, watch the play happen, cool. Fast forward, skip the halftime shows, skip all everything that was going on, and just watch the game. That's why football is a terrible game because it's it's like three minutes of action and fifty seven yeah. minutes of standing around. Yeah. If they change those rules, if they made it to where, like going the out of the end zone, going, the, clock just, the clock is always clock is going. always running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top the game starts. It's like basketball. The game starts at seven o'clock, and we go to halftime at seven thirty. There's a or seven thirty three because there's a three minute uh-huh. break between the quarters. Now, if you want to pause, take your timeouts because the the games are the meta of the game is so stale where yes. they don't use any of their timeouts and then they're in the last like four minutes and, and that turns into an hour that turns into yeah a whole hour with them pausing and trying to get their sh- shit and then the two minute warning where they get a free timeout and it's like okay if we can just one team's trying to run the clock out so then keep their lead and the other team's trying to make another goal as yeah. quickly as possible so that they can not lose just play that two minutes. Just play two minutes of football. Uh-huh. Get out there, all your gear. All right, uh, we're gonna flip for you know we're gonna flip this coin thirty times, 
And if you or we're going to roll some dice and we're going to add, you know, 1d20, this is your score. 17. <laughs> all right. 1d20 Eagles. Uh, 11. All right. Now we're going to flip a coin. All right. Uh, Steelers, you get to go first. You're you're up. Steelers get a point. All right. Over to you, Eagles. Eagles, you're, you know, now you need two points to win. They Okay. Now the football game's over. Now to your next football game. Do the whole thing again. 35 teams in the NFL. All your football's done in 10 minutes. Yep. Armand Goldman, you old so-and-so. How about those dolphins? <laughs> That's the way we sound talking yeah. about football. Uh, that's a good issue, Tim. And that brings us to the end of our episode, which means it's time to say thank you and goodbye. So uh, until next time, I'm Tad Burt. Thank you. Goodbye. And goodbye. If you want to call in, here's getting hotline calls at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord or on the voicemail upload channel. Here's one from the voicemail line. Hey, this is just a uh, public service announcement for whoever wants to watch The Expanse, the series. Uh, go ahead and stop after season three because it only goes downhill from there. Just finished the final sixth season finale. And who... Boy, are you going to get a bunch of fucking women, powerful women of color. You keep on going after the fucking third season. and Oh, man, is it awesome. Kill <laughs> oh, me, please. Yeah, I love the women of color thing. Did you see that new movie, the 355 Club, whatever it is? I have seen the trailer for it, yeah. Yeah, where a bunch of powerful women of diversity get together to do spy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, does that look like a soulless cash grab? Mm. Oh, yeah, it's uh, not a cash drag grab for the studio, mind you. Just like no. the, all that list, because it's like Penelope Cruz, Jessica Chastain, the girl from Get Out, some Asian actress who was in a, a bunch of stuff. It's like the most famous person. They went to all the most famous people in their diversity categories. Yes. Like we need famous redheads, and they they went to you know whoever the first one was, and she goes. No, no. So finally, they get to Jessica Chastain. And they hire her, and they're like, "All right, we need we need famous Asian people." I go to Lucy Liu, and she's like, "No, I did Charlie's Angels. I'm fucking done with this shit." And they're like, "Okay." And then we go to the next one. We're at Yao Ming, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the famous Asian lady Yao Ming. And then they they went to the got to the lady there on, and we're like, "Okay, this will fill all the quotas. Now what do we do?" Like, uh, maybe we should write a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I watched the co- the first couple episodes of The Expanse. It has yeah. a pretty unique uh, sci-fi setting. I don't mean unique, over unique for TV, or you know for a TV show. Yeah, I watched the third season of the, about The Expanse, and um, it was almost. I mean, it was almost the end of me watching it. It's Star Trek Enterprise because <laughs> season three sucks, and it's all about The Expanse, and I just can't imagine an entire series about that. And the sphere builders. And didn't they destroy the expanse at the end of that season? So I don't even know why they decided to spin this off. <laughs> Stupid. I do like that. I do thank thank for that for that warning. Because there are there are series that like they oh, go yeah, and yeah. they hit that that peak and it's like, yeah, just turn it off right then yep. and you'll enjoy it. I just finished watching Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um the 
last part of the second season was pretty dog shit, but then in the final episode, they send John Connor to the future. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And I was like, well, this looks like it might get kind of interesting. And then it's like, and then the show was canceled. Ah. I bet there's a uh, comic book, though. Probably. Uh, here's what I don't get. Why did my mom leave me? It's been three years. She said she was going to pick me up tonight, the first day. I've just been surviving off gingerbread and the gingerbread aisle, because, you know, the stores have the gingerbread aisle. But now the cashier takes care of me, and then, uh, she, tonight, you know, she normally makes the glow cookies with the gingerbread, but tonight she made oatmeal cookies. I don't like I think that might have been one of my sister's retard friends. It sure sounds like it might have been. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. People who don't mute their phone notifications before they do a podcast. I mean, I'm just sitting there trying to listen to a podcast, <laughs> and I just keep hearing your goddamn phone going up over and over and over again. It's really fucking annoying. Stop it. I can't. Legally can't. Yeah. It's got to be on all the time. I did turn it off last night, though. Turned it off before I went to bed. Oh, yeah. No, fucking calling me I mean, at nine in the morning, waking me up for some yeah. stupid shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just wondering, uh, what do you got going on today? Uh, I was just wondering if you, I can't, you save, save this phone call for tomorrow. Maybe. Well, uh, those are our voicemails. So, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks. 